0: Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of the Watching the Boxes fantasy basketball podcast hosted by HashtagBasketball.com, your home for the very best fantasy tools and analysis on the entirety of the internet. Have you been to the internet? Have you seen the internet? There's a lot of stuff on the internet. This is the best Fantasy Basketball website on the internet, hashtag basketball.com. Go there right now, or actually wait around until the end of the podcast. How about that? I'm your host, Mike Catron, and joining me, as always, is my esteemed colleague and co-host, Tyler P. Watts. What's up, Tyler?
1: Michael, um, we're talking about a a team today.
0: We're back at it. I'm I'm not sure. We're back at it. (laughs) I'm... (laughs) Bad. I'm throwing. Uh, I'm, you can't see me right now. I don't got the video on. But I'm uh, I'm like doing shadow boxing, getting ready for this team. It's gonna be it's gonna be a tough one.
1: Um, shadow box. So I've been doing a question, right? And you've been there's trading, a lot of... You've been making me look like a fucking
0: idiot out here on every podcast um, so far with your trivia questions. I do. I hope it's not. This is not the end.
1: Oh no! It's it's far from the end. Um, there's I right. actually have a lot of different ways I think I could go with the trivia for this team okay. because a lot of the guys on this team right are maybe we shouldn't look at what happened last season. I think this season is going to be a very different season for this team than last season. Maybe not in the wins column, but in the who plays, who gets production columns.
0: I, I agree. We recently did a uh, episode. Might been the last episode with uh, Oklahoma City and we're like I don't like anybody. I don't know what's going on here. Houston was even uh, Houston was even worse. Like uh, we really we actually didn't like anybody on that team. At least with OKC OK we have like our you know our couple favorites that everybody's very aware of, right? But like Orlando's kind of like a nice under the radar team. It has real fancy players on it.
1: So, here's the guy everyone's going to forget. Are we ready for the guy everyone's going to forget? I guess. Jonathan Isaac. Remember the last Wait, time okay. Jonathan Isaac played some basketball?
0: I was I was 23
1: years old. You were 23 years old last time you played basketball? Last time you
0: played basketball. I'm 37. Wow, no, that's terrible. not true.
1: So here's the trivia question. Okay? Yes. Per game, eight category ranking. Now, here's the, the crazy part. Jonathan Isaac has not played basketball in so long. you can't even look at hashtag basketball's rankings.
0: That's pretty crazy
1: from those days, right? So I'm gonna ask you to go. her basketball monster history. okay. is but I want his per game and his total. And maybe this will this will be a good kickoff to the discussion, I think.
0: of his best season.
1: Well, oh, i mean his last
0: season it was his best last season last but... season all right his last season we're was we're talking his
1: 2019 best 2020
0: all right i'm not i'm not looking i haven't looked i'm not going to go look at it but he did have a really really nice season that year I do think maybe there was some his per game's could be higher than his totals cuz i'm not sure his totals were that far up there um but i think he still played a decent amount of games he was on the up and up and i think his per game value is 30 seven and his totals were 40 45
1: okay well you were close in the per game 33 hey that is now, close his highest ever total rank in eight cat is 104 that was the season before his last season He played 160 in totals he's only played 34 mm-hmm. games Oh, there it
0: is. I, I thought maybe he played 60 games in that previous now, season. Now,
1: if you're drafting right now, right at this moment, for in a redraft league, do you even draft Jonathan Isaac?
0: Well, here's a better question. Has Jonathan Isaac decided to play NBA basketball this year? Have we heard? Have we heard anything? I know he tore the ACL, um, I know he's coming back, I know he had a setback, he had to have another surgery. I get why they'd want to be very careful, because their team sucks, and Jonathan Isaac looks like he is uh, an incredibly good defender, and a very nice basketball player. So, has he decided that he is healthy enough to play basketball this season? Um, game one.
1: Um. Well, he gave an interview... Uh, this is a Sports Illustrated article from August 10th.
0: I've heard of that publication.
1: Um, here is a Jonathan Isaac quote. Ready for this? The light is at the end of the tunnel now. Oh my god. Said Isaac in an interview over the weekend. I'm feeling great. I can see it. And I am just pushing pushing every day.
0: Give me a fucking break with this shit.
1: Give me a fucking break, Johnny. Uh, this is a man that I have no idea what to do with.
0: Him. Well, he's 25 years old. He is, the previous time that we saw him play basketball back in, I want to say, 2019, right? Um, Was maybe the last time he played basketball. I guess he played two games in 2020 for some unknown reason. Um... he looked like he was a young up and coming kind of Pascal Siakam better defender worse offensive player type Pascal Siakam uh has definitely taken a step forward in that in those three damn in, in those two seasons three seasons um and He's missed two full years yeah two and years okay so three
1: seasons 30 he injured his ACL at the very beginning of 2020 so he played thirty four games in 2019-2020 season, yes. but it was it was the very first game I think of two thousand and twenty. He hurt his ACL he and, and he never those. played again.
0: Yes, yeah. and so um, uh, I like I like Pascal Siakam. I like him a lot. The reason people really seem to enjoy Johnny Isaac is that he's the type of player who has had 7 steals in a game, 6 blocks, 5 uh 5 assists, 4 steals, 10 rebounds and 13 points in one single game. Those are crazy people stat lines. Those are insane person stat lines. This is someone who if if everything was going in the same direction as it was back then is someone who might be averaging close to three steals a game and maybe two blocks. That's insane, Tyler. How realistic is this? Yeah,
1: but, well, here's the worry on top of the worry. You ready for this?
0: He hasn't played against an NBA talent in two and a half years, three and a half years, what year?
1: Okay, so let's throw that out. Let's assume he's fully healthy right this minute. Okay,
0: okay, he's going to play. Gonna throw out,
1: start the season. We're going to throw out that he missed the last two years. We're going to forget those, that we were in a coma or something. Okay. Uh, most of us were. Um, in his three years, he's actually played basketball. Want me to read the game totals? Let me hear them. 27.
0: Not 75. Okay.
1: 34.
0: That's when he tore his ACL.
1: So even if I'm telling you, and obviously, okay, he missed a year because he tore his ACL, but he's missed two. So again, there was a not just an ACL injury, but another injury that caused him to miss all of last year. Yes,
0: there's a second injury. This feels like the ultimate game of high-risk, high-reward.
1: Is it? Absolutely. Because let's, let's look at this roster, okay? If there's one thing this roster has, it's big men. Yes. Is that fair?
0: We have a like, lot of dudes playing good roles on this team. There's no, they don't need a three, they don't need a four, and they don't need a five.
1: And so again, like with Isaac, what they're gonna not be very good. They're gonna be back in the lottery. So why? What reason do they have to push him? And number two, like, what reason do they have to be like, hey, you're playing 32 minutes a game? Like, honestly, they're better off if he's playing 28 minutes a game, right?
0: I think that's actually your best your best point. There is why do they need to rush him back? They don't. Why would they risk him at all? And he is legitimately a very large injury risk with the upside being what right the the upside that's your risk what's your reward the reward is he figures out how to play regular like nba level basketball and he's giving you 14 points 13 points less than a three game maybe seven rebounds less than two assists a game but potentially a steal and a half and two blocks
1: so you're doing all of this
0: for steals and blocks
1: and how many games too like we we got to talk about that part right but you're
0: i mean that's your risk the risk reward is you're getting this incredibly unique fantasy player who you hope Still has it after being gone for two and a half years.
1: Yeah, and you know who is now? I mean, he was their guy, right? He was their dude, and now is in a crowded front court with a lot of other young guys who they're trying to make their guy. Yeah, and if there is
0: a guy on this team, and I, I, I think we should at least finish the Jonathan Isaac uh, discussion what's the temperature in the room what does the fantasy world say i actually i don't know but i guarantee you somebody in your draft is like i'm gonna take him gonna take him at number 65
1: this is the crazy part for me is like i don't know and like usually i feel like i have a good um good temperature-ish of the room, right? Like, okay, everyone's going to want to be on this guy, you know, whatever, whatever, whatever. Here's the, here's the crazy part about Isaac. So, Isaac missed all of last year. Now, we assumed he was going to play at some point. We knew he wasn't going to start the season, but we assumed he was going to play at some point, at last draft season, mm-hmm. right? So, Jonathan Isaac's consensus fantasy pros ADP last year, given he was going to miss the start of the season, do you want to guess what it was? Is it in the top 50? It was a 111, dude. Oh, 111, really? In ESPN leagues, he went 78th overall. Okay. 115 in Yahoo, 147 in CBS. Some of that
0: discrepancy is always about where they rank the players and just who you see in front of you when you're drafting and with all the people drafting and stuff like that. So 111 is a risk, but there's a reward there. I don't know if I like, I, I would probably want him around later or with one of my throwaway picks at the end of the draft. I don't think I want to risk a top 100 pick on a guy who might play, who might not start, like, first off, if he's not starting the season, he's already pat, 111's out of the question. He's got one.
1: Right now, to me, last round flyer. If this dude's on the court, throwing training cramp, playing in a preseason game, and looking somewhat like he did two years ago, I might move him up. I think I would move him up, if he's looking good. If he's, but dude, if he's not on the court during training camp, out not None. on the court. And when I, I mean that like playing actual preseason games, yeah. like, and not picking this. I remember
0: when, remember when Zion was like, "Oh yeah, I'll be back. Maybe I'm coming back this season." But then it looked like he ate like a ton of uh, uh, just delicious uh oysters in, in in new orleans like all summer long and he was like limping visibly limping around and everybody was like well i'm still taking him in the second round And we were like do not do that do not do that this feels like a very similar situation without all the funny uh hilarious antics of limping around and eating uh delicious food because one orlando has no culture and no food it's a garbage place it is a garbage place for garbage people orlando sucks Right? So there's nothing fun about this. If you see Jonathan Isaac balling out in preseason, maybe sneak him up closer to uh, the, that 100 spot. If he's not playing, probably shouldn't draft
1: him. Yeah, I'm out. And if he is starting to come back, maybe I pick him up off the waivers if he's on there. But I, I'm scared, man. I'm scared of this. Boom. Shots I fired. What? I don't know how this ends. Shots fired. To Orlando, take that.
0: Suckers. Uh, let's talk about. Actually, I want to talk about who I think is the guy on this team. Is the guy. He'll be, in my opinion, the best NBA player, Maybe Not the f- best fantasy player because we got Mo Bamba hanging around, uh, getting a lots of uh, blocks, moving his rankings up in the world. But the best NBA player on this on this squad is Franz Wagner. The guy. Really do.
1: Oh, that's a bold statement. I
0: think he's the best. That's he's a, the best that? NBA player on this team.
1: It's a bold, a bold statement. My God, bold. I don't think it's that bold. bold. I don't think it's that
0: bold. I've watched. I watched him play. The only reason I'd watch the Orlando Magic, except for Wendell Carter Jr. Shout out Wendell Carter. Big fan of Wendell Carter Jr. Um, I think Wendell Carter is going to be really good this year too. But I think Franz Wagner is one of my players that I think is 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 ready. I'm I'm feeling him. I think he's ready for a leap. I think he's a little under the radar when it comes to the casual fan uh, because they don't watch the Orlando Magic. I I just think Franz Wagner has it, and I think they they're going to build it. They're going to try to build the team around him.
1: Oh, well, I mean, they're going to try to build the team around Banchero, They just picked the number one. Of pick, course, But Franz Wagner is an important part of that for sure. And this is what I mean when I when I'm when we're talking about Jonathan Isaac too. Is like it's three and the four. This team that should be starting are Wagner and Banchero. So where does that leave Isaac?
0: Really yeah, center. Where, where is he playing?
1: And so that's another worry, and, and one that nobody will talk about. When if, if, if Isaac becomes this sleeper pick, everyone will be like, well, did you see how good he was two years ago? And I'll be like, well, do you see that the Magic have two 20-year-old guys that are playing the same positions as him that they just picked in the top, well, what was Wagner picked? Eight, eight?
0: eight? eight, eight like, overall? Um, And then also on top of that, those guys have been playing and they also look really good. And those are guys who are NBA starters, right? So is Jonathan Isaac an so, NBA starter still? We don't know.
1: As a rookie, Wagner finished 98th in per game value and he played 79 games. So he finished way higher in totals. Um, yes.
0: He played. I think a, this is going to be
1: a this is going to be a nice little steal just in this sense, right? I think he's probably barely going to go inside the top 100, and he could easily be a top 75 player.
0: Absolutely. Um, there's a lot of room to grow here. We always say this. What, um, Where does he get better? I'm, I'm kind of already feeling this guy. Where does he get better? One, consistency. Number two, he only played 30.7 minutes a game last season. There is absolutely no reason why that shouldn't be closer to 34 than 30. This season, I know there's a glut of players um, uh, in this spot, and that that might this this that might come back to bite me when they just play everybody 28 minutes, and I hate my life. Uh, but they should be playing Franz Wagner the most minutes on this team. He is that good. I like his all around game. I think he can take those incremental leaps forward. Fantasy wise, though. Um, Honestly, the steals and blocks are a little lacking this is are a little lacking and the threes are a little lacking, but that doesn't mean with a little bit of a leap up, he's only 21 years old. He already looks like an NBA like he has an NBA body. He plays at a he plays physical against NBA veterans. I just I just like watching him play Tyler. Um I do think this guy's got what it what it takes and I'm willing to take him in that 75 to a um, hundred range, no questions asked.
1: So the the question for me is why does this guy not get a few more shots? It's like, I feel like he should
0: he absolutely should, because when he does, he goes off. Um, I'm lo- and this is one of my rules of thumb here on the watch the box. I like to see, I look at the game logs. Is there any wild out games? Does did this guy get wild out any time during the season? Uh, he had a 38-point game with seven rebounds, three assists, one block, and one steal against Milwaukee. Against the Bucks.
1: Ooh, against, was this against Giannis? Uh, it was a blowout. Very if honest. it was against Giannis, oh,
0: yeah, yeah. Giannis wasn't playing in the fourth quarter. <laughs> okay. So. Right.
1: We're going to get blown out a bunch this year, too. Yeah, and that's true. Not right. ourselves. Yeah. Like, this is not a good that's
0: thing. That's a good thing. If he's playing in, in garbage time, Menace, that's a better thing for you.
1: Um, yeah, I like for I like him. like I said, I think he's got a good shot to be top top seventy five. He's got to obviously get a few more shots. That's the key part of it. I don't think
0: it um, I don't think has got his ceilings in that top fifty at all. Um, but I think somewhere between, you know fifty five and seventy five is his best case scenario. And for someone you could probably get closer to a hundred, that's pretty nice.
1: yeah. and, him being on the magic i think is going to help that case it's just no one's gonna want magic people because they don't want to watch a game which is fine whatever it's your decision
0: yeah they're gonna have that if he could figure out a, a more consistent way to get to the line uh he shot 86 percent uh in free throws last season and there were a couple you know a handful of games where he was getting uh to the line uh four four five five six and so, so there's some consistency Built up in the in the, in the later rounds, um, he can get to the line. He just needs to figure out how to do it every single day. I just, I mean, I think yeah, I me mean, is one of my favorite young basketball players right now.
1: Um, final stat line for Franz in the Michael hypothetical projection. I
0: never, I never do pro- projections, but uh, I'm gonna okay. Let me see, ball. Let me look at his stat line. Last season.
1: I'll tell you this. In the final 40 games, relatively speaking, taking out a couple games where he uh, just didn't really play toward the end of the season, one of them he got hurt in, I think a little bit. um, Assists went up, steals went down. Interesting. They averaged almost three and a half assists, but only .7 steals in those 40 games.
0: Uh, I like something around maybe 17. Well, 16, 17, 17, little over three, five rebounds a game, three plus, not three and a half, three plus steals, not quite three and a half. uh, Excuse me, not three plus uh, steals. Assists, three point, like three point two assists, a steal a game, half a block a game, uh, 47 percent. 88 from the line. That's a nice roto player. That's a really nice roto player.
1: For sure, for sure, for sure, for sure. Um, We talk about the the center-ish tandem.
0: Center controversy here in the armpit of America's penis, Orlando, Florida, who will be the starting center on Magic. Is it crowd favorite Mo Bamba or the underrated and uh, much more basketball talented no, Carter Jr. or hot, young, sexy, smoking hot, fine, rookie, Paulo Venturao?
1: Well, and this is why I, I would say that the two the two guys coming back both play less minutes this year than they did last year. Is that fair to say?
0: <sighs> I think there's no way around it. And I think that's what... Ben Chiro's
1: going to play some That's center. what
0: scares me about this team as a whole. There's a glut of dudes, of young dudes who they want to play. Does this turn into an OK City situation or a Houston situation?
1: The OK City East? Yeah.
0: Does it turn into that? Because it's borderline almost there. You got uh, Francis Wagner only playing about 31 minutes, Cole Anthony playing 31 minutes. I don't know why he's playing that much. Carter only playing 30, uh, Mobama only playing 26.
1: Well, Bamba and Carter are both centers. They can't really play together, so they're yeah, they can't play. Either. They're cannibalizing each other's minutes at every second.
0: They cannot play together whatsoever. So with Paulo's pa- got to play the four or the five. I know Carter and Paulo might be an interesting uh, duo. I like that, but Mo Bamba and Paulo, I don't think works. But I don't know. I'm sure they'll try it.
1: Yeah, but. That's what I mean. They're gonna chop and change that and try it, but then at sometimes too, like in the playoffs, isn't Paulo a center?
0: I think he has to be.
1: I get they're not making the playoffs this year. Like, he can play. You're gonna want Carter's
0: at five. Those could be positionless spots.
1: But again, you're gonna want to start like experimenting with him at center to get him used to that. When it comes time that they do make the playoffs and they are good, in five right? Years, yeah. And so, so I think gonna see Banchero play some center minutes which means you know what's left for the other two I mean sure both were good last year like Obama finished 62nd on the back of his really good blocks some decent percentages and getting rebounds right Wendell Carter was 75th also
0: really respectable I think a lot of people aren't going to think Wendell Carter finished that high
1: well, if you if I would have told you how many points per game did Wendell Carter score last year, I don't think you would have gotten it.
0: Oh, probably not. I know he's a really good scorer, but I'd say, like, I probably wouldn't have said 15, which it is.
1: Hey, and that's what I mean. And he got you 10 and a half rebounds. And he got you 2.8 This is really, really nice. So, here's my worry for Wendell Carter and why I think he might get overdrafted. Okay. You ready for there. this? Okay. It was basically bulk points and bulk rebounds that bumped him up, right? Like, steals and blocks aren't great. Percentages, I mean, he's bad free throw. He's good field goal. He did hit a three, which is nice, but it's only one, which isn't – it's not great anymore. Now, let's say he plays 28 minutes a game or 27 and a half mm-hmm. minutes a game because Banchero's playing some center. Like, any dip in produ- any dip in minutes – gonna be a dip in production for him because he can't he needs those bulk stats.
0: If he's not playing. His value definitely drops. And if he was a top seventy five player, also like I think in that seventy five to one hundred range, which is like one of the that's kind of getting out of the first plateau of players into the second plateau of kind of even valued players that we talk about a lot uh, after the the top tiers. He's kind of at the top of that second tier, bottom of that first tier. Any drop in in minutes, the most important stat, definitely drops him into that second tier. And then I don't know if I I enjoy taking him in my top 100, but he's a nice name that you can look at and be like, Hey, 10 rebounds. Yeah, okay. Click. I'll take him at 94, 95, 96.
1: So, if I'm picking Bomba or Carter, I want them in that 75 to 100 range. So, and I'm not super, super stoked about it. Yeah, anything.
0: that's the only way I'm taking those guys. But I do think you do, like I said, you play in a lot. The temperature in the room is lukewarm at best on these guys, though. Mo is definitely a fantasy basketball uh, nerd's favorite player. And also, um, if you are um, listening to a lot of... Um, Sheck Wes, I believe, is uh, then you maybe really love Mobama and you're going to take him in like the third round, then shout out to you. But I don't think you should get excited about either one of these guys because one, there might be a period of time, potentially, right? Where Paulo is just, they're just like, this guy's too good. We gotta play, get him out there. He's uh, and they just shove him out there, 33 minutes a night, and then these guys just play bench minutes around him. They should just share the load. Cause that might be the it might be Paolo yeah, Franz. I mean that might be the team they start building around. And of course the the, the guards that we we need to get to. But um, I think you know what you're gonna. I think you know what you're gonna from both of these guys. And I don't think they're gonna go up. At at best, they have stayed the same. Bill Carter and Mo Bob.
1: Yeah. Let's see that.
0: And Paulo, let's talk about Paulo Ventura since you did mention him. You are the rookie soothsayer. A lot of people think this is the number one rookie that you should be taking in drafts. Uh, that you should be, he should be coming off the board uh, first in rookies. But uh, if you were, if you've been listening to the podcast, in a previous episode, uh, Tyler has Chet. Him coming off the board first, for good reason, I think.
1: Yeah, and it's based on the blocks, and like we've just we've seen, you know, the 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 lack of blocks allows anybody that blocks shots to really vault up the rankings. Like if you were saying Mo Bamba was the the 62nd best player in basketball last year, most people would tell you you were not very smart person, right? But he finishes there in fantasy because he can block 1.7 shots a game, right? Um, Banchero didn't even block a shot a game at Duke, and Chet Holmgren has a great chance to block two shots a game for the Oklahoma City Thunder. Um, so if you think Banchero is going to finish first, I think you're wrong. Maybe you can find a way to be right. Um, I do will say this about Banchero he is, he has a, a good chance to be the absolute best player from this draft class. Oh, well, sir. Um, so there's that. Um what to expect this year? I mean, he played thirty three minutes a game for Duke, averaged seventeen points, seven point eight rebounds, three point two assists, a steal, and a block a game, relatively That's speaking. Pretty decent. Um is, but is he dominating NBA big men like he was dominating college big men? I don't of course maybe, not. maybe not. And you know, the more we pull him out and play him with Wendell Carter and Mobamba, like, what rebounds can we expect him to get? You know, even if we're playing him 30-ish minutes a game or even 32, like, probably more like six rebounds. Okay. And and then we're talking, you know, how much playmaking are we giving this guy? I mean, we got Cole Anthony. We got Marco Folds.
0: It's not a great I mean, fit yeah, for we're... him personally, I think. They're not going to go – uh, they're not going to team... give him the ball and go, this is your team now.
1: Right, and we got Jalen Suggs, so, like, is it two assists? Is it two and a half? Is it three? And Like, those are, like, three and a half is probably, like, the absolute high watermark. But is he going to get that many opportunities? I don't think so. I think he's probably going to be at, like, two assists. Then the steals and the blocks, like, is he a point eight and point eight guy as a rookie? Probably. And you're talking about points, like, does he score, like, 15 a game like Franz Wagner did last year? Probably. So... Then again, like, are you getting excited about 15, 6, 2, 8 and 0.8? Eh. I mean,
0: is that even... I'm trying to find, like, a comp. I'm, I'm, I am keep trying to do these little
1: It's little Aaron comps. Gordon.
0: Ooh, Aaron? You think it's Aaron it's Gordon? Aaron Gordon, dude.
1: That's a pretty good comp. Huh. Look at what Aaron Gordon did last year. You tell me that's not what I just described to you as Banchero's stat line.
0: Aaron Gordon, fifteen points, six rebounds, point six steals, point six blocks, two and a half assists. And I like a little bit of a, like a maybe a better Aaron Gordon. I'm gonna say he's a better Aaron Gordon. Come on.
1: Actually, I don't know, dude. It, it, yeah, he's gonna get more steals and blocks, but he's not gonna shoot fifty-two. He's playing thirty-two
0: field. minutes a game. I, he sneaks in the top one hundred. That's it. Sneaking into the top one hundred. That's not guaranteed top one hundred. Yeah. That's not top fifty. That's not top ten. Sneaking into the top one hundred.
1: Right, and so you know they're, this guy's gonna be a top one hundred pick. He's not in my on my board. If I can get him, you know, outside the top one hundred, I might take a shot on him just because he is immensely talented. He's a really good player. Um he he's got the the sauce, right? Like he's exciting to watch. Um but what rookie is big man is taking the league by storm that can't block shots? Yeah,
0: basically you got to be at Anthony Towns, and this guy. When I, I, I say league,
1: I don't mean what league. I don't mean NBA. I mean what what guy's taking his fantasy league by storm that can't block shots as a big man. You know what I mean? Like he's just not
0: both. Not a great shot oh, blocker. How about both? You know what I mean? We can't do either. Um, yes, and so I agree. I think a lot of people are gonna be hyped on him and. I don't think he's worth taking in the top 100. Even, he might sneak in the top 100 at best. Uh, I don't think he should. The, the, the room is too hot on Paulo Bencero. Uh, let's go to the point guards here. Um, Jalen Suggs, uh, you mentioned him. You also mentioned a, a highly overlooked Cole uh, Anthony. Um, I, I feel like Cole Anthony got really, really hot and then got really, really cold.
1: Oh, Cole Anthony, do you know where he finished last year? See, in Perth, I, 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 was,
0: uh, I I'm already looking at it. I would have said he definitely finished in the top 100. I would have said, like, 80-70 in that range.
1: Yeah, he was 87. So here's the the good and the bad, right? Good rebounds, good assists, good points, bad, everything else other than free throw, which is good. So he's uh, four category good, four category bad in a four-category good, four-category bad and a... Any cat yeah, kind of pick your
0: poison. Uh, pick your uh, if you're if you're punting field goal percentage, Cole Anthony's uh, obviously way, way, way more valuable to you. Um, but he's still not a top 50 player per game if you're punting field goal percentage. Just throwing it out there.
1: Here's the worry. You ready for the worry? They
0: give the ball to Jalen Suggs. They give the ball to Markel Fultz?
1: Well, again, even if they don't give those people the ball, and Cole Anthony's minutes did drop when Markel Fultz came back. That's that's factual. Um, but are they going to play Gary Harris and Terrence Ross in the rotation?
0: I would think so, because you would think there's a reason they're on the team.
1: Okay, and so then you go, okay, well, they got three young guards they're trying to develop, Markel Fultz, Cole Anthony, Jalen Yeah, got two veterans
0: that they know they can and, play.
1: Right, and so you could go, all right, well, they could just play those guys all the minutes, and that's what some people will tell you when they're telling you Cole Anthony's going to break out or Markel Fultz is going to break out. That's not going to happen. Gary Harris and Terrence Ross are going to play some minutes. So now how many minutes are left for any of Fultz, Anthony, and Suggs?
0: Cole Anthony played 31 right. minutes last season. All right, Markel Fultz always played 20, but he was coming back from injury. Jalen Suggs played 27. He didn't even play 30.
1: Okay, so now, do you, by chance, off the top of your head, have when Fultz came back and, like, relatively what games he played? Because I'll tell you what Cole Anthony played when Fultz played. All right,
0: Fultz came back uh, at the end of February.
1: At the end of February, Mr. Cole Anthony, okay. From what, February 28th? That we literally we're talking? the 28th. Okay, now he didn't play in the last three games, and he got hurt in the game before that. Only played two Get minutes, of so I'm gonna di- I'm gonna knock that that two minute game out. Okay, in the other seventeen games, okay, he played thirty minutes a game. But you read off to me the games that Fultz missed, and I'll tell you how many minutes Cole Anthony and played.
0: Fultz missed in that stretch. He yep. missed the uh, the uh, March fourth.
1: 9th and 23rd so he played 36 minutes and 50 seconds in the one yep. okay he played only 25 minutes in the the march 9th but then on the twenty, third, say march third. 24th march 23rd he played over 30 minutes again so that's what i mean like he just had some weird games in there especially toward the end of that stretch where it was like 24,
0: 25, 26. Looking through the beginning of the
1: season, there's, like, no 24s or 25s. But the second part of the season, oof. And they were basically, in some cases, splitting those minutes between those two players. And Jalen Suggs is going to play. And so, like, man, do I want any of these guys? Now, maybe Cole Anthony, if he's going 87th, like – Okay, but like, is is he even inside my top one hundred? That's the question. I'm gonna say no. I don't want that field goal percentage. On my yeah, team, and we're,
0: and we're definitely looking at it oh. from a nine or an eight category standpoint, right? Like, obviously, you can finagle what you punt and make these guys far more valuable. Obviously, if you get start getting rid of field goal percentages, um, I mean, they're like neither one of them, like Cole, um, Anthony, Markel Fultz. Certainly not Markel Fultz, obviously, but then uh, Suggs. You None know, of those guys are like prolific at anything. They're not. They're not good three-point shooters. Uh, they're not getting you know more than six, seven assists a game. The the steals, I guess, are, are nice for Markel Fultz and, and Jalen Suggs, but that's about it. They shoot like shit. Um, there's nothing to like look forward to with these guys.
1: Hey, Markel Fultz fought. Markel Fultz shot forty-seven percent from the field last year. Do not besmirch him.
0: Shout, okay, shout-out Markel Fultz. Actually, the best player out of those uh, NBA-wise, right? the guy that I want to see on the court, the, the stay on the court, is Markel Fultz from an NBA perspective, and maybe even in a fantasy perspective. Probably Cole, Cole Anthony if yeah, I'd rather give him run- 34 minutes a game, I guess.
1: For me, Fultz, though, like you want to take a late-round flyer on somebody, if, you, if Fultz can stay healthy, finally put it all together, like, the dude is immensely talented and he could be good in, in a like a quite a few different categories, right? Like talking this guy gets thirty two minutes a game, talking like six and a half assists, like three and a half, four rebounds. Like one point three steals maybe, yeah. like fourteen points, like he could be good. Now, can he stay healthy? I don't know. But if it's my last round pick, there are worse last round picks to pick than Marco Fools. Um Aylan Suggs. I want him. I like Jalen Suggs, but, like, in fantasy, I mean, again, like, if you want to take a flyer in your last round, okay, but, like, I I mean, he did a lot of really interesting things in the sense that, like, if you get rid of the percentages, like, there's some interestingness there in 27 minutes a game, but, again, how many more minutes is he going to get? Jalen Suggs,
0: putting percentages, still doesn't hit those threes, 129, right? So I, I'm staying away from him in all redraft leagues. I'm not interested. I like Roto anyway, so I'm definitely not drafting that dude. Um, I agree with you. Marco, out of all those guys hanging around on the bench in the guard space, Marco Fultz is, to me, the most intriguing and the probably the only one I'd take, a, I'd take a flyer on. Cole Anthony will probably be very solid, right? He'll be a very good – he'll be a standard league. He probably should be drafted. Um. Then we got you know like the odd man out who who's actually a good fancy player, Chumbo Kiki.
1: Yeah, but again, I mean is there minutes for that?
0: I feel like we might have an OK City East situation going on here. Unfortunately. So are you are you getting any yeah. of these Orlando Magic players?
1: Uh I mean maybe. I might get I might get Franz if he's in the right spot like he's he's barely inside my top 75 I don't want him at 50 like you said but if he's like at 70 I'll take him the rest probably not because I think they're all gonna be going higher yeah. than what I want. Franz in
0: that 80 range is perfect for me um, and I think he will he'll be there everybody else either gonna be overdrafted or just the, their value. they their, 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 their ceiling isn't isn't there it just is not there um so yeah I think that's it for the Orlando magic Uh, Tyler, where can people find you on Twitter? Tyler's already on Twitter. He's posting about the Spotify um, subscription to Watching the Boxes podcast. He's probably also subscribing and paying himself through Patreon.com slash Watching the Boxes, where you can also support the show. $2 a month. It's no big deal. It's nothing off your back. Um you can find Tyler at Tyler P. Watts. on Twitter. You can find me at WatchTheBoxes. And if you really, really want to see our beautiful faces, twitch.tv slash the boxes. We're going to be doing some stuff as we approach beginning of the season and probably during the season as well. I wanna I really want to try to do new things with that Twitch channel, twitch.tv slash the boxes. That's it for the Atlanta Magic. Thank you for joining us, and we'll see you next time.